from Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. So welcome back to the Bone Cave. Um, we're here this week, and uh, um, again, I'm Brian Maiman with Rolling Bones Outdoors. And uh, I guess I'm the one that started this whole mess, If for those of you listening the first time. And I say mess uh, politely and positively. We sure enjoy serving the consumer. But to my left, we have the great bleep, Brian Leslie. And, and you'll understand why we call him bleep here in a second, because he does bleep out people that say things that they shouldn't. But there's also AKA another... Brian Martin. Yeah, there's another reason. Across the t uh, table from me, or uh, the uh, stu from the studio is Brad Dana, uh, hashtag 393, and that's obvious because he passes up on bulls that are 393 inches in the morning that we have to go back and shoot in the afternoon. And then Brian the Mountain Man Martin uh, from U.S. slash Canada, because I guess you're a resident of both still, aren't you? Uh, citizen of both, resident of uh, uh, South Dakota now. Oh, yeah, resident of South Dakota. Citizen of both, that's right, that's what I meant. And then we have the one and only, the guy who changed my back single-handedly. I thought he was full of crap because I bought $700, maybe $1,000, maybe $10,000 if I wanted to embellish of sh uh, um, what are those things called you stick in your uh, orthotics yeah orthotics but I bought the shitty ones um, and anyway uh, do Dr. Saul Goldston owner of Foot Doctor Orthotics retired podiatrist who I don't know how retired a guy is that is building uh, life changing components like my that he did for me but anyway welcome welcome in uh, Dr. Goldston we're happy to have you hey I'm happy to be here thank you guys so much we appreciate it. So anyway, we thought today I'm actually leaving right after these podcast, this podcast, um, for uh, um, for a sheep hunt, right? Uh, Lucky, and, uh, um, yes. And I'm I'm pretty excited. You excited about, about it. it? Yeah, I'm excited to head up there. One of the things I'm most excited about, I'll give you, but but I want to keep this to uh, um, Dr. Goldston's uh, focus here with these orthotics. Did you put your orthotics in your Crocs that you're going to hunt in then? No, I didn't even bring Crocs. Crocs and orthotics, uh, they don't really go together. Yeah. <laughs> Crocs and orthotics are a nightmare and a mess. But I will tell you this. So Brian Martin, I'll give you my intro to this gentleman. Okay, I'd never seen him until today. Met him on the phone a few times. But here is my intro. Um, I had two years of bad back pain i got off a, a hunt in um newfie in newfoundland, newfoundland. newfoundland newfoundland and totally jolted my back i just so you know uh, people call me sasquatch which i don't understand and get but i am six four the last time i was at the doctor i was six four this morning uh, as i weighed 238 pounds oh good for you um well i don't know down if that's from good 290 or yeah, whatever yeah. that was i'm no down from when you get on the scale and it says <laughs> one at a time please um <laughs> So anyway, um, I'm uh, I'm just kidding. I'm I'm sitting there um, this this morning, and a few years ago I got back from a um, 30 day adventure all over the country, and I was on an Argo, and I jolted my back, and I couldn't even hardly walk. And I then from that day forward, I'd suffered from chronic back pain. And I went to chiropractors. I'd had it looked at. I stretched. I went to an ART guy. I got released, which helped a little bit. But I just would wake up in the morning, 
and I couldn't even hardly roll out of bed 99% of the time. I picked you up at the airport, though, and I think some of that had to do with my trap line for the mice because we were going on a hunt yeah, in New it Mexico. Was, no, it was actually the morning <laughs> that we rolled into there. I was sitting in the hot tub, and in the heat or something just locked my back up. So two years I spent with this. I was telling Brian, Brian says, listen, you need some good orthotics. You're tall. They're going to change your world. I said, oh, my God. I've said I've bought more of this shit, Dr. Scholl's stuff, than you can shake a stick at. He said, listen, I got a friend that will change your life. Just do this. And uh, um, I said, okay. So uh, we got a hold of Dr. Goldston. He sent out some uh, um, these little foam boxes, that, the, the, the thing that you get formed and fitted with. I took them. I sent them off. And um, he said, now don't wear these all day long every day. I said, okay. But like anything. At the, at the beginning. Yeah, like anything at the beginning, right? Right. Thanks. I don't want to leave that out. Anyway, like most things I do, my wife tells me, I jump in just up to my ankles, just head first most of the time. And so I said, the hell with it. I put them on and I wore them. And they, my back did not get better for the first three days. But when I got out of bed in the morning, I had no pain. But by noon, my back was still sore. But by day six or seven, not only did I not have any pain, my back during in the morning when I got out of bed, it was I I I, I literally, as God is my witness, had no issues. And now that's been a year and a half. That's awesome. Man. And I'm I'm that's quite a success story. It is. The other thing is, is on the treadmill, my back would lock up, and on elliptical, it would really lock up. And when I first started working out, you know, unfortunately, I don't stay in good sheep shape all year long. <laughs> anyway, um, last night, I sprinted um, a mile, for me, a sprint, a seven, and I stayed my heart rate way up. Um, and uh, I did a mile as hard as I could at a six-degree incline. Wow. I got off. On the treadmill. On the treadmill. And my, so you've been doing the elliptical. I, I've you been went doing, treadmill last night. I, I did both last yesterday. I did both. <laughs> but anyway, my back was not sore. And my feet are not sore, Good which is you. crazy. So, so Dr. Goldston, thank you very much. You've changed my life, brother. Hey, listen, thank you, guys. Simple as that. The bottom line of which, when it comes to foot problems, foot, knee, and back problems, the studies show 80% of the population has a foot, knee, or back problem. Only 10% do anything about it. Where we fit in, we ship a customized foot impression kit to the customer. There's directions for them to step into that kit. For all intents and purposes, they are sending us their feet. We then computer scan that back to a neutral position. Takes a couple weeks to make it. We have the latest carbon fiber materials. Why carbon fiber? Thin, lightweight, state-of-the-art unbreakable so it's a real comfortable orthotic with a memory foam full-length top cover so you have some cushioning on top of the orthotic the orthotic comes in probably four to eight different flex points from soft to semi-rigid to rigid to ultra rigid so for example a ups driver 64250 versus an aerobics instructor 51110 it's a different orthotic. It's like a fingerprint. So the bottom line, they're customized for you and you alone. The purpose of orthotics, they're conservative therapy. We're trying to assist you to get balanced, more comfortable, 
so what Brian was talking about with back issues, the people with knee issues, ankle issues, the biggest culprit is flat foot. And flat foot is a condition called hyperpronation. I don't want to get deep into it other than to say biomechanically, you are out. You're out from a balance standpoint. You're out from a medical standpoint, low back, L4, 5, S1, all the way up to your shoulder, C7, thoracic pain, cervical pain, all can be related to a flat foot. The opposite of the flat foot is a high arch foot, which is called a supinated foot. Uh-huh. So one you have Ooh, a pronated. Say that again. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's, there's supination and there's like pronation, right? Supinated? The opposite of pronation, which is supination. Pronation is flat supinated. foot. Supination is high arch, right? Supination. Yeah, absolutely. And so, the high arch gives rise to an awful lot of outside knee problems. Because that's obviously foot, what I have. I have a super high arch. High arch, a lot of times a high arch will give you uh, bow legs and a pronation will give you knock knees, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And all that really means in English is you're imbalanced. So when you're walking... Your alignment issues are given... You basically have alignment issues. Absolutely. So the basic tenet is if the base of the tree is out, the top of the tree is going to compensate. Just think about that. If the base of the tree is out, the top of the tree is going to compensate. So if you balance the foot and the ankle and hold you in what's called a neutral subtalar joint position, which is a position of optimal balance, you have an opportunity to become more comfortable. Yeah. That, that's amazing. I'd never, I wrote that down because uh, uh, supinate, uh, supination, super, supination. How do you supination. pronounce it? Supination. Wow. S-U-P-I-N-A-T-I-O-N which is the opposite of pronation. If you Google it, pronation is a flat foot or a weak foot. Supination is a high arch. So if you have pronation, your running shoes, so if you go to go buy running shoes and the guy has you jog across the, the carpet and you pronate, that means like you're going to wear out the inside heel of your shoe. If you're supinating, you're going to wear out like the outside That's heel of I your do. shoe. I, I wear out the outside heel of my shoe yeah, and, and you the can ball have, of my and you foot. Can have a, you can have a combination of both. You can be just a train wreck I'm, like Brian is. I'm not a train wreck. That's not even nice. <laughs> yeah, no, yours aren't a, as bad as some people. But so what are yours? Did you have a high arch or not, Brian? Uh, medium arch. But still, I, I tend to put a little bit more on the inside. But for me, I, I, I got them because of plantar fasciitis. I didn't get them because I had bad posture, pasture problem, uh, posture problems or because I had a bad Pl- back foot. Plantar fasciitis. So you had, yeah, let's you had turf plant- toe. Let's talk, What's that? Talk Isn't that called turf toe? Uh, no, turf toe is it. That's like hammer toe, right? Right. So what's plantar fasciitis? That's when the... the Let me talk okay. about it. Plantar fasciitis is the envelope of tissue that runs from the heel to the ball of the foot, and it is hyperextended. Where does it come from? It can come from increase of miles, uneven surfaces, ill-fitting shoes, Basically, a person with plantar fasciitis, you ask them one question. How's your first step in the morning out of bed? It's and painful. And they look at you. Oh, yeah. They're just... It's like yeah, stepping on a sheet of... It. It's like st- stepping on a nail or like an acorn with your yeah, raw heel. Absolutely. So we, no we have a new technology. That, that piercing. Oh, yeah. Like you, you, you're hobbling. Like if you go... That's if you right. had like If you had like a bad case of diarrhea... You might crash before you got to the toilet. 
<laughs> me. Yeah, or you'd be no, in no, pain. It's very, very painful. It's like a knife in the heel. Well, it, 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 the it's, bottom, it, yeah, it's like an old. Bottom, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You go. Go. Well, it's like if you like watch like an old goat or sheep stand up. You know, in the first steps, he's like really ginger. It's like toed. a foundered horse, huh? Right, like a foundered horse. Yeah, and like you're really tender, and then he just starts stepping. Like it's the worst. It's bad in the morning, but it's really bad if you have it terrible and you've been hiking for like 15 or 20 miles with an excessively heavy pack, and you sit down for like 10 minutes to eat, and you get up. The first 50 yards is like hilarious if you were somebody watching it, but it's not <laughs> comfortable. It's worse than in the morning. Oh my God! Seriously. Well, it's pretty bad. I Are had it for years. You'll see it in a lot of professional athletes also. Runners. It's, it's, it can be really debilitating. How we treat it with orthotics is we have a, a newer technology, which is called a plantar fascial groove that we build into the heel so that the plantar fascia sits in that groove and it takes the pull off the plantar fascia. Remember, the plantar fascia runs from the heel all and extends the out are. to the ball yep. of the foot. So, so you're knocking out. It's like it's, it'll fit in a donut. And yeah, that in itself is enough to get you. You're gonna get a, some a person the opportunity to be a happy camper. So it's. I guess you could say it's a little bit like tendonitis, except it's actually not a tendon. It's actually like a ligament. It's a fascia. Well, it's fascia. It's an envelope it's fascia, connective it's tissue. Not, yeah, yeah. It holds it. The plantar fascia holds the arch up. Yeah. So if you imagine if you had the plantar fascia and you had a flat foot. A flat foot is a wide foot and a hyperextended foot. So it's going to pull on that plantar fascia. Every time we take a step down, it's like a knife into the plantar fascia. You with me? Yep. Yeah, and so, yeah, it's basically it's putting a lot of tension, mainly not at the ball of your foot, but at your heel. So for some reason, yeah. in the plantar fasciitis, it doesn't hurt your ball. It hurts your heel. And I had, I've had acupuncture. I've had... Um, you know, big rub outs on the heel and the plantar fasciitis by a massage therapist. I've iced it. I've, I still have braces that you put on that you sleep that keep your Achilles tendon and your calves stretched tight. And so your toes yeah, are pointed straight forward, like, you know, like if you're almost leaning forward on a rail. Yeah, so you're basically trying to keep everything stretched out, and that all helps. But at the end of the day, a really good orthotic that's not too hard and not too soft was probably the single biggest thing. And then for like two or three years, I taped my heels. So I have bad ankles, so I would tape my heels and my ankles, um, and I would do the planters wrap, and it took one roll of tape per foot. So, and I would leave it on for three to four days. After about five, around somewhere between four and five days, if you didn't take the tape off, assuming I hadn't fallen in a creek, um, it would the, the tape would itch, start itching so bad you'd almost have an itching fit. And so you take it off that on the fourth or fifth night, and then put some foot powder on, Let and then go out. to go to sleep. But that caused me to have Achilles tendonitis back in 2012 and 13 from overtaping my ankles. Well, there's another avenue, too. The avenue that we would, I'd like to talk to you about is the person with the weak foot or the flat foot and intense medial collateral knee pain. There's a part-to-part -part relationship between the foot, the knee, and the low back. Yeah. So if your foot is hyperpronating, which is a weakness in the arch, you're going to have compensation usually in that knee. So if you quiet, quiet down the foot technology, you'll quiet down the knee symptoms. You have a great chance to be conservatively treated and comfortable. And I think, so I, I blew out my ACL in late 2013, uh, 17, 
And then in 18, I had the surgery. And the doctor said I had zero arthritis, zero cartilage damage and everything. And I think some of that could be attributed to having good orthotics since I was probably in my early to mid-20s. So all those years, um, I got some decent orthotics before I met you that worked, but they weren't as good as yours. But they were decent. And I would say that that could have been one of the reasons because I had good alignment. I think a lot of times people have knee issues because they have also poor alignment. And so it causes a rubbing on the inside or outside of their knee, correct? Oh, bone on bone. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's, I, a condition in the, there's a condition in the big toe, which is called hallux rigidus or hallux limitus, where you have a limitation of extension and flexion. Talk about a painful human being. They're having a difficult time in towing off. They can't walk comfortably. There's another issue that orthotics with what's called a Morton's extension, which helps to prevent bone-on-bone -bone irritation. You got a great chance to be uncomfortable. You want to do everything possible to stay away from surgery. Surgery is always the last resort. You always exercise conservatism. Somebody starts talking surgery too fast. I usually tell people run in the opposite direction. Well, you yeah. definitely made a major difference in Brian's life. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, Brian A or Brian B? Um, both. BM one. That's I'm why talking. we have bleep. And nicknames, Brian, 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 Brad, right? Saul. But, but no, it's, 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 I mean, I've been able to observe quite, I mean, he, you know, he, he, would, he would whine and complain all day about something. Now it's like cut it way back. <laughs> but, you know, I never really kidding. had bad plantar fasciitis since I, after I wore your insoles for a year or two, I've never really had what I consider bad plantar fasciitis. I've had it a little bit here and there, but I actually haven't had a tape for plantar fasciitis um, for at least 10 to 12 years. Well, now, you, I did take my ankles. You've been I, able yeah. to work out a lot better because of that, too. Would you not say that, Brian? Well, and and that, that's that, helped you because, like you said today, you've cut some weight, and, and that all, I mean, just it's it's kind of a circular motion. It's one thing it's that's helped you next. It's a giant part of the benefit, yeah. Uh, the, the, the big thing is, is you don't mind getting on the treadmill. You don't mind, you know, when you're not in pain. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it literally – but I, I, don't, I don't wear – now I'm scared to wear shoes without them. You, well, you have okay, four or five, short six periods, pairs. But you? when you're actually doing really heavy impact and long mileage, is where the orthotics or standing. Sometimes guys standing all day, guys that stand on concrete all day without a pad, that's where the orthotics are super key also. Well, Just as equally as important too, as running. With these heavy packs, I would say probably definitely want to have something extra in there because – that's where I think it, it really contributes having that extra weight on there. You know, you add add your body weight, and you plus you throw 60 pounds in a pack or whatever. Yeah. It's just a, a, a repetitive beating that you're taking. Yeah. So you're, you're more comfortable, you're more balanced, and you're preventing bone-on-bone -bone irritation <laughs> as well as you're balancing the musculature. Yep. So, and so whether you're a hiker, a walker, a skier, whatever, there's a place for a custom orthotic and where we fit in we make orthotics for all sports you don't have to be a, a backpacker you don't have to be a, a baseball player you can be just a regular everyday human being who wants relief so yeah. these take about three weeks to make is that what you uh, that's what, kind of what we've seen a couple three weeks yeah usually about usually about three weeks yep well the, well the the, the process is basically you send out um uh, a close, it's not a close, I guess it's a closed cell foam product 
that's double that has two sides, one for each foot, and you send it in this box. It's about two inches, two and a half inches or something uh, deep by about whatever big, how big a foot is, uh, 13, yeah. 14, 13 inches 14 long inches by long. six inches yeah. wide. And inside there you have some instructions. You have... Um, you know, a, a label that comes back to you. You put you you fill out this. You know, you fill out your little form that says what your problems are. Yeah, what you you're going to be using you spec it for. It out how how tall you are. You, yeah, there was you, weight. What what are your problems? What are your pains? Yada yada yada. Right. You, That's absolutely. Then you get absolutely. a foot impression. Then, so the person stands. You want to stand against a, a a shelf or a bench so you don't fall or lean. And then you put one foot in one with a weight full bearing. And then you go to the other one and put the weight the same, so they're equal. And so you put the weight, I mean, yeah, with that barefoot without any socks, correct? And then you have the impression, you fold them together and send them in with the uh, the form, and then you receive them and then go to work. Yeah, you pop it in a prepaid shipper, which we provide. It comes to my laboratory. We'll then computer scan it, put it back to a neutral position. I prefer the person step into the kit at the end of the day. Why the end of the day? I want to see the foot at its worst position so that when we computer scan it, I can put you back to your best position. The ideal position, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So you computer scan those models. And then like you can manip- scanning, Then you right? can manipulate it. Yes. That's yes. cool. So you, and it's honestly, for those of you listening today, go, okay, so how do I get a pair? Super easy. You Google rollingbones.com. Okay, go to products. Click on products. It's going to take you through to the product dashboard. Okay. Then it'll have it'll have uh, five or six of the companies up there. It'll say all vendors. Go to Doctor Orthotics. Click on it and uh, read the description. There's three different ones up there. He has he uh, for all our members. You don't have to be a member to buy them. Just click and buy. But you will see that there is uh, he has supports our membership with a price that. Uh, he gives to our members if you are a member um, because he understands what we're doing and and who we are and we have a great relationship and partnership click the box hit the drop down literally the minute you do that um, uh, Mr. Goldston's organization Dr. Goldston's organization gets an email says you bought it he sends the kit out to you with instructions and and the reality is is it's the best service. One of the things that all of our vendors make sure that we have a support system and that they support us. And Dr. Goldston, he, he, he is Johnny on the spot, and this is a passion of his. Good customer really service. Like. He calls, checks yep. in on you, says, hey, Great you know, yeah, yeah, he yep. called a couple times when he was, when he was doing the products for it. Um, I don't know if he does that all the time, but, I mean, that's what we experience. It was worth the price of admission right there, isn't it? Yeah. Well, well, the nice thing, and what I recommend is that a person gets, well, they're going to work for a person. I don't think I've, I mean, I think Brad had one foot that gave him a little bit of issue, but sometimes you're not, it takes a while to get used to them. But generally, I always get orthotics in groups of two or three, because once I get the mold, and I don't want to have one, I don't want to take it out of all my shoes, and some shoes have a different outline, so I take my you know, the, the original footbed out of my shoe, which is basically, to me, just like dinosaur toilet paper. It's pretty useless. You know, throw it away after you're done. Um, and any of your running shoes, your cheap hiking boots. So take that. You can trace it so it fits perfectly. And then I always leave it slightly bigger so it's f- tight in there. I don't want it slipping around on my boot. And then I'll get three of them. Maybe I want one a little thicker for this shoe. This shoe I wear a thinner sock. I want one a little thinner. This one I want carbon. I talked to. Oh, absolutely. You know, right? I, would, I talk no, to I you. Have- I find out what are my needs. 
you have the same foot shape for each one. We get three different ones. I put them in three different shoes, and then I never good to touch go. them again. Yeah, and then if I have Kenetrek <laughs> boots this year and I get Kenetrek boots next year, they're basically the same last. I just take them out. I still have stuff I got from me 12 to 14, maybe 15 years ago, and I'm still wearing them. That's pretty good lifespan. Oh, they last a long time. I, that's probably not. Yeah, this isn't a this isn't a Doctor Scholl's wear it out type thing. Gel foam shit. That no, it has know. the carbon and has like some of the stuff is plastics and fiberglass. I'm I'm, I'm sure you have different components that you've changed over the years. But I mean, the ones I had from you years ago are still great and still active. And maybe they're not as good as the new ones, but they still play a good role. And they don't. I don't get plantar fasciitis, which was for me was the big yeah. key. One one more thing also. We sell it with a lifetime warranty. So let's say three, five years from now, an accident happens and it breaks. I'll replace it at no charge. So like if you shoot yourself in the foot with a 44 mag and it blows a hole in it, does that count? Yeah, you just, you just got to fix the hole first. Yeah, you're going to have more foot problems than an insole. <laughs> Orthotics. So so that's funny. You, you keep my imprint? Or do if I ordered a new one, do I need to redo the imprint, even though it was a year, year and a half ago? No, it depends. It depends how long it's been, number one. And if your body has new symptoms, let's say you've worn them for a couple of years and you're starting to experience new symptoms, well, it's time for a new mold. Well, well that's the cool thing about the digital skin. You can keep well, it in well, what about And this doesn't mean hemorrhoids or a drippy prostate, right? No, drippy prostate's <laughs> a different doctor. So, hey, quick question, though. What about weight <laughs> loss and weight gain? Um, would that's a good question. A great question. So... Let's say a guy's 240, and he wants to get down to 185. So I would cut him with a more semi I'd rather cut it toward where he's going. It's still going to give him adequate support. That's the best way to handle that. The other thing I'd like to talk about is a sport orthotic or a hunting orthotic will not fit into a dress shoe. Oh, so good. There is, there are specialty orthotics. You could never put, it's too bulky. It's going to kill the foot. It'll kill you. You want to keep a thin, lightweight orthotic in a dress orthotic. Yep. And lastly, excuse me, the studies show if you wear it 24-7, you get a faster response. Well, that's why it happened to me. I got a faster response. You jumped right in, didn't I you? I did. I just jumped Well, in. you got immediate relief, though, didn't you? Um, not during the day. Well, like there was painful because well, I remember, but, but I remember you said morning, I don't I even up. want to comment because I asked you how you're yeah, doing and you're like I don't even want to say because I think I might jinx myself. So That's you were right. like the, the immediately you, when you I got, say immediate response when I put them in my my back problems didn't go away. But the very first morning I woke up after wearing them, I was I my eyes were like I remember you were like what the hell's going is on? Is this here? a placebo effect well, or what? I was like this is the placebo. You know what orthotics is like? It's like when you first get braces on and they tighten them up. And that it, it, you know, it feels a little bit strange. Like your feet, teeth, teeth feel strange, and your feet feel a little strange, like braces. So I've never had braces, but the next morning I woke up. So I did tell Brad after like day or five. I says, I don't want to say a damn word because this might be a placebo, or I might right, and, and or I don't want to jinx it. But it wasn't a jinx. I will tell you this, uh, um, uh, Doctor Goldston. One of the things that I have noticed is if I don't pay attention to which ones you sent me and I put the wrong ones into my dress shoes, they are too thick, and my toe nails rub on the top of yeah. my dress shoe. No, I, I, I understand because the dress orthotic is thinner and doesn't tighten up the toe box. Right. So that's why that's happening. Ah. So they're different orthotics. 
different orthotics. Yeah, don't do that, Brian. No, I need. So what I need to do is order a, a, a couple dress orthotics. So yeah, um, you yeah. want a thinner one. I mean, the ones you're ba- basically sending us are ones for sports shoes, day hikers, and hardcore hikers. They'll fit in all those. Are the camouflage ones the green ones? Are those the beefiest one that you have then? That one uh, has a reinforced arch. Yeah, that's the big dog. More support. Yeah, that's so, the one you want when you're packing so we, and hiking so, in the mountains and so, stuff. So we got the camouflage ones and the black ones. What's the difference between the two exactly, if you want to explain? <clears throat> the camo is going to have more arch support, a little thicker. The lighter weight carbon fiber is going to be a little thinner, but the carbon fiber is so strong, they're really synergistic. you got to go with what you're wearing, the kind of boot you're wearing, the kind of shoe you're wearing. And you notice which one gives you the most amount of uh, support. Okay. So there's really no edict. Put this one Oh, you got the one. big ones in your tennis shoes too, Brian. I, I do have the big ones. That's why I'm going to ask him. See, I this... have a lot of my customers that do that. They want the more support. Yep. So, so if, if, they have, if your customer well, ever has a question, all they have to do is query us, and we'll get back to you and tell you what's the appropriate one. Do you have and trouble with the black ones? Go ahead. Once you order, once your order is placed, one of my people will call you <clears throat> to go over your order to make sure you ordered the right orthotic. Really good. That's the service Brad was just talking about that we've all experienced, and obviously everybody will. Okay, so not to be uh, like weird here, but since we're on camera together and we can see each other, here's so I found that the sport one in my tennis shoe gives me more support, and my it because the tennis shoe is so light, and you know it it almost makes up the difference. That camo orthotic is an unbelievable orthotic. Yeah, it is very un- lightweight, very comfortable, and really supportive. Unbelievable. Now, one of the things I want to ask you, so it, and I, I need an explanation why it happens. At the end of the day, if I put these shoes back on, it feels like on my right foot, it feels like there's a ball sticking up in the arch of my foot. Um, is that because my foot's getting flatter at the end of the day? It's swollen up, and this the arch support in here is helping. What What is creating that feeling on my foot? It tells me there's some kind of biomechanical change going on. So it would be interesting to see another mold. But is it painful? No, it's not painful, but it's it's almost like on my right foot just the last couple weeks – um, what I've noticed is if I put these shoes back on at the end of the day, I it's it's like oh, wow, that's an obnoxious ball I, sticking up. I can up tell in you why. Arch. Because Have this, you been ar- because this shoe already has a built-in arch into it. No, I understand that. And so what it's doing is amplifying the arch between. So he built that yeah. for more. But at the beginning of the day, it doesn't. It's just at the end. That's of the because day. It's, it's putting more arch into you than you need. I would guess. I usually tell people. I usually tell people if you have something in the shoe. Take it out to start with and then put your new orthotics in. Yeah. You can always add something later. Yeah, hold no, I took it all out. First. So, but if you look at it, so, so if you look at my Kenetrek boots. Hold that orthotic boots. up for a second. Hey, Brian, hold that orthotic up for a second. That oh, is yeah, yeah. A, that, that's a three millimeter polypropylene with a reinforced arch. So that is a, that's not carbon fiber, that one. The black one that I've sent you is guys a carbon that I've fiber. made for you guys. That's a carbon fiber thinner. And I have a new th- carbon fiber that just came out of R&D, which is just incredible. So in theory, the the anatomical position that you're putting a person in with these arches, they should be the same no matter if you're in the camouflage one or the carbon fiber one. Yes. 
Hmm. Carbon fiber and, just has and, less and flex. Hmm. Most most of the time, although I do carry that in a lighter flex, most of it is semi-rigid. The bottom line of which is, as I said, the the most appropriate thing is each orthotic has a different response with a different shoe. For example, let's say you run a New Balance or Brooks or Saucony, okay? And let's say they change that model, which they do all the time, all right? And you went back and put your older older orthotics into your new shoe, there's going to be a biomechanical shift. There's going to be a change. Ah, so it might be... Um, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, because the, la the basically the last on that shoe is different. So like a Kenetrek or like some of these bigger boots, they're, 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 they, when you take the insole out, it's pretty flat. Um, this one, it actually has some built-in arch into it. And so the other thing, if you want a perfect fit, I take the existing insole out, put it on uh, uh, Dr. Soul's, uh, uh, I mean, the, the, um, Dr. Goldson's. Yeah, Goldson's. I, I call him Dr. Insole, but uh, really, Dr. Insole is really a better name for him. Yeah, Dr. Goldston. But Dr. Insole here will put the doctor's orthotics, right? I would take it and I trace it with a Sharpie marker or a pencil or pen, depending on what will make a mark, and then cut it exactly like that. Then you're going to have a better fit because I think in your case, it's a little yeah. wide still because the, the shoe has a different last. Yeah, but what boot. I don't want to do is cut into that fiber. And that's right where that sits. Uh, you, Does that make sense? Yeah. But but, but maybe but, I'm wrong. I see what you're saying. But, but I have not had it, that problem, Brian. I've put these into all these shoes, and they basically fit. It's a little wide. It puts a little pressure against the shoe. I would take the compare it with the existing insole that came out if you still have it. That's in the garbage. But he probably threw it away. Yeah. You could take another running <laughs> shoe that you have that's similar, Yeah. and it'll probably be fairly similar just to check. It might be a little wide. And if I it's a little a wide, it blows now, it out. And the first thing that goes out of my shoe is the damn insole. That's why I said they're dinosaur toilet paper. They're useless. Yeah, they are useless. Well, you've helped a lot of people. You certainly helped these two a tremendous amount. And, uh, I mean, it's just night well, and day difference for the, Brian Maiman. There's a few little... Obviously, yeah. I didn't... What, what would you say What would you say the three biggest uh, the, uh, results you see from your... What's the top three... Oh, wow, that was a wow moment for your, your patients and your, your, your clientele. In answer to the question, when someone calls you back tells you they got their life back i can't begin to tell you how how happy that makes me feel so you're almost as good as a marriage counselor yeah, yeah. maybe more important maybe maybe well speaking I, from I, the I, guy I, who's I, never been married here huh <laughs> <laughs> brian yeah what do you know about being God. married I've observed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, that's like saying observing a marriage and, and, and thinking you are an authority on it versus being involved in one. Mm. Not even a question. Not, not, not capable. Not, 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 not possible. But there's definitely patterns uh, in footwear and in marriages and anything that you can see oh that cause gosh. problems. <laughs> but basically with the footwear, though, I would say um, – there's a, there's a couple things with an orthotic people have to be aware of. First thing is make sure it fits the boot properly because your orthotics all come a little bit wide. So you got to make sure they're not too wide because it will barrel the shoe out a little bit and it can put rub spots on the shoe and can cause Absolutely. premature wearing. Another thing you can do is if you have a, like a really skinny foot and you can't get a, like a narrow boot, um, and, and if they don't make a narrow, you can put like one of those inexpensive Dr. Scholl's or those green, so the blue, not yeah, I think a Dr. Scholl's or a green foam pad in the bottom of the shoe and then put your orthotic on top of it to take up some of the volume. And I do that sometimes. And sometimes I switch that. I'll put it on top of your product and I'll put it underneath your product to change the sweatness, sweatiness and the wet and the feel. And that's one way I can actually change the way it feels and rubs the bottom of my foot. I always take your orthotic out at night or if it's really sweating a lot when I'm sitting there glassing 
and I'm take my shoes out of my boots, I'll take your orthotic out of sweating a lot, let them air out in the sun, especially your black ones, they dry quick. Uh, the other thing you're going to find is if you have a, say, typically if you have a flat foot, you, there's a low likelihood that you've ever really had blisters on your instep when you're side healing across a hill. And the more weight you have in, the more likely you are to have a blister in your instep, so um, in your arch, actually. So what you'll do with your boot, what, the one thing you'll notice with your shoe, I mean, with your product in a shoe, is you're going to get blisters on your arch if you side heel all day. Because what it's doing is taking the pressure off your heel and the ball of your foot where normally if you have a, if you have a flat-footed insole and you have a higher arch than the insole, your, your arch is not touching until maybe later in the day when it's kind of blown out. So you won't get blisters. With your product, you actually get a blister on your, in, you know, your, your inside of your arch. So I tape that, and then on if I'm wearing a stiff boot like a Zamberlin or like a lot of people wearing Scarpas or La Sportiva, so even sometimes a heavy-duty Kenetrek, I tape my heel. I put a couple layers of tape on my heel, and I put a couple layers of tape on my arch, and then <clears throat> put my socks on. I, would, I, I wear two pairs of socks, but now I can side heel and climb without getting blisters, and I prevent those hot spots. If you don't do it, and you're hiking with a 100-pound pack, side-healing on with wet, sweaty socks, you will get blisters on your instep, 100%. I've done it. I mean, you can take it to the bank. If you side-heal all day with a big pack on, with an you arch support, you'll get blisters. You use those silk socks under? So I use different kinds. I, I switch up my socks depending on the temperature, depending on the boots. I have a variety of socks. I'll wear thin and heavy. should do a podcast thin and, 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 and medium, medium and medium, medium and heavy, depending on the boot. So, uh, so I use the socks to get my custom fit my foot to the boot because the orthotic is the first thing, and that's why I'll sometimes put the flat, um, you know, no name orthotic or Dr. Scholl's or like eight to ten bucks in there, and then that'll that'll use that for a volume adjustment also. So there's lots of things I'll do to take up the volume and to make my foot fill. And I'd say I'm as probably as much of a foot expert as anybody in in what I do outside of a doctor because I've, I've lived and dealt with foot problems for a long time. Now, I don't have bunions. I, I have a little bit of a hammer toe. I haven't had Morton's neuroma. You might want to explain what that is. That's another bastard of a pain thing. I think I have yeah. a little bit of it. Yeah, that's and, and And maybe explain if, if your orthotics can fix or at least yeah, help let's, that. Let's talk for a We can talk for a minute on Morton's neuroma. That's an interdigital between the metatarsal bones overgrowth of the nerve. It is very, very, very painful. So if you can imagine an overgrowth in between the toes, in between the long bones of the foot, and it's compressed as you're walking, it's you bad. got a real, real severe pain. That's where you get one. Um, you see it in women, high heel shoes. You see it in men. My mom has um, it. Yeah, very difficult. And I can't begin to tell you all the people that go have surgery for that. And the results are not good. So what I always tell people, you always go with orthotic therapy for Morton's neuroma. It's an overgrowth of the nerve in between the toes. The surgical procedure, there's no guarantee. If a doctor tells you there's a guarantee, you run the other direction because it's not the truth. So the bottom line, it can come back. It's a very painful condition. Morton's neuroma. It's a little bit like carpal tunnel of the foot in some ways, but different. Exactly. But, say, but it's carpal tunnel of the foot. Yeah, it's usually between the second and third toe or the third and fourth toe. toe. Right in here. And it's a bear. It's a bear. People are crying. So, so I have a question for you. If someone's on the fence about investing in your orthotics, what would you say to them that would be a compelling reason for them to go, huh, I should get them, especially if you're a sheep hunter or a mountain hunter? 
Yeah, and the answer to that, I appreciate the question. The answer to that is very simple. What is your health worth? Well, ooh, that's a good one. To, well, to me, wearing a boot without your orthotics is like taking the frame stays out of your backpack and throwing a moose quarter on it and trying to pack it out and just in a bag. See, it's just a big piece of crap. Brian has so many good stories and analogies and insight on this, but then we we need to set up a separate uh, com for for that whole side, right? What is your health <laughs> worth? I like that. Not to, not to take it, but I, but I like that because honestly. You know, that's what the gentleman said today um, on our training at noon. He goes, Brian, now that you explain that, a guy with back problems, if you say 400 bucks, he'll fix them. They've tried everything else. Why not? What's your health? It's kind of like Pascal's so, wager well, on well, that Well, the other deal, thing huh? is to, yeah. keep it, to keep in mind the perspective of the cost. When I used to go to a podiatrist back in the late, well, late 19s, whatever, 1998, 19, but probably when I first started having the issues was probably really bad um, between 2000 and 2005. So you go and get go to a foot doctor and get an orthotic in one visit, 600 bucks 20 years ago. I mean, your product is like less than half of that in today's pricing because that same visit is probably six to 800. And you get as good or better product and you can get the second one and you don't have, you know, it's just a way better deal. I still have orthotics from my, my doctors back then, but yours, in my opinion, are a step above. They're thin, they're not, they're, they're thicker, they're stronger, they're more padded. All the ones I had to have before from the orthotic doctors, I had to put, I had to actually put an insole on every single one because they were too thin and they compressed. Well, yours were a thicker, stronger material, and I didn't have that compression with yours. The other ones I got from the doctors, I would wear today, but only in a dress shoe. Yours, I don't really, I, I just, I hate dress shoes because they'd have no ankle support and you can't do anything in them really. Um, but in general, yours fit perfect in all my. Uh, and all my hiking and light hiking and loafer type type shoes, so they're great. Just in a thin dress shoe or a really thin fast running shoe, would you need to get a thinner version? That's awesome. Well, you know Brian, what? what? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, Brian, no. what's the biggest? What's the biggest thing you noticed from wearing orthotics when you're backpacking? What's the biggest thing you noticed? Oh, you're you, for me or for for the other Brian? No, you. For me, not both of you. Both for you. me, not 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 having. Not having the plantar fasciitis for me, I didn't really have an alignment issues. I was not bow legged or out, you know, in, you know, tipped in or out with my knees. It was strictly the foot pain uh, that I, I had from basically. You think of your your foot blowing out. Plantar fasciitis feels like your foot's flattened out and blown out, and this gives it that support so your feet aren't so tired at the end of the day. So the next day you get out of bed, you're not hobbling around like you're on glass. Well, and for me, I I'm not I don't think about my feet and my back. They're not in my presence. They're, they're, they're not, they're not they're an after, the It's an afterthought. You, not, just, yeah. you just go and do your I, job. I, I feel like I'm 25 years old again. Yeah, I don't cool. worry about my feet. I, my arches don't well, ache like they used to, and my lower back doesn't go a cue. You know and I'm the saying? bigger the guy. So, so historically, humans were running around in bare feet or little sandals, and you were walking on softer ground. I mean, now we're walking on concrete, we're walking on asphalt, we're walking on rocks, and you can't be barefoot anymore because that would really hurt your feet because your foot used to contour to sand. So if you're on sand, your foot doesn't blow out as much because it sinks in. But you're on asphalt, now your arch doesn't touch, and your orthotics are taking the place of the sand and the soft material that humans used to run around on. So now your orthotic becomes, that's why I like wearing stiff boots and an orthotic because my feet feel a lot better. My feet just aren't tired at the end of the day. They might be sweaty, maybe a little smelly, but I'd rather deal with that. That's easy to fix. Having a blown out foot is a disaster. 
Well, Dr. This Gold, is it all. <laughs> Dr. Yeah, Goldstone, we appreciate what you do for us. Thank you very much. Uh, here's a quick reminder. Be sure to subscribe to Hunt the World wherever you get your podcasts. You'll find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. Also, go to our website, rollingbones.com. Check out our membership. We have worked with some of the best product providers in the country. This is one of them. Without question, I was uh, um, a skeptic of orthotics, and, and primarily because I was uneducated. I always say competence equals confidence, and confidence equals compensation. And once you know something more than anybody else, you can deliver a service that Pleasantly. they don't satisfied convert i am absolutely extremely over the top about these brian martin thank you dr goldston thank you um you've changed my life personally and uh can't wait we'll have you on again but uh um those of you listening go to our website rollingbones.com uh check out our membership and check out these orthotics until next week stay safe be healthy and happy hunting hey thank you guys